0: I don't know what people categorize as B2B content because I've never seen a building connecting with me and, and calling me and say, hey, we want to train. It's always the people in the building, Now It's always the people in the business. Sales is a, is a P2P, people to people. It's not it's not B2B, it's people to people. So one of the advantages of personal content, including having you know a picture of yourself now and then, is that it creates trust, credibility, and it makes you more approachable. People see you and in their head is a process like, okay, I've seen him now, I almost know him, so I might give him a call as well. Welcome to the Making Sales
1: Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients, so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Making Sales Social. Today is one of my favorite Making Sales Social days ever, ever, ever. There are a few social selling experts that like I just bow down to, that I just think bring incredible value to the community. And today's guest is probably top of that list. Richard von der is known for his algorithm reports and his brilliant customization of sales and of LinkedIn and social selling training and really just an all-around fabulous human being I'm so excited to have you here Richard hello hi
0: Bryn. thanks for having me it's well that's that's quite an impressive introduction you had there it's if we talk about expectation management like I need to step up my game now so thanks for that no thank you uh, really nice to be in your show thanks for having me
1: Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This is a great honor for me because I honestly think you are hands down one of the folks that brings the most value to our community. So every year, you put out a an algorithm report that uh, probably is one of the most famous reports on LinkedIn for for sales and social selling for its users, right? And um, it's all done through real data, which is so exciting because I believe you're probably the only one in the world doing this. And um, so I'd love to talk about what your late 2022 edition of the algorithm report tells us um, around when to post, how to post, how long. So I'm going to open it to you to just kind of start talking about your findings and then we'll we'll keep going deep where, where we
0: want to go. Cool. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, first of all, it, it's always also for me a very exciting moment. Uh, it, it takes us it, this year it took us about from start till publishing. I think it was almost five months because we started in June. So we have July, August, September, release it in November. Yeah, so more than five months. Uh, because, you know, first we need to think about the questions. Then we need to think about the audience. Then we have a period of roughly 12, 30, 10 to 12 weeks where we do the tests. Then I get the rough details. And then we need to produce, like, you know, the report and and, and the design and everything. Uh, so it's always a very, um, it's fun, but it's also uh, it, it, it takes a lot of effort and uh, i only do the asking the question part and then i you know I, I create a report so all the research is done by by a team of uh, uh, mainly students always uh, and they are guided by two professors one in statistics and one in market research yeah and this year was it you know this year was was the first time that we had 57 pages we had much more data than um, than before and obviously if you do it for a fourth consecutive year you have like things to compare with with last year mm-hmm. and it was really successful and also the first year that i received a lot of uh, feedback connection requests compliments from people actually working at linkedin themselves so a lot of sales people from linkedin uh, a lot of uh, managers from linkedin they reach out to me and say hey this is a great piece of work we are like forwarding it to some of our clients from marketing sales you know to 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 step up their game. So that's that's a great recognition. Um, yeah, it's all about engagement, really, no? It's, it's that, that's, I think if somebody would ask me, what is the main conclusion? It's all about engagement, it's all about interaction. Um, one of the things that stood out to me is that there was less reach for 99.9% of the people that publish content because those big content creators, and I might be one of them, um, you know, they're very dominant now. They're more dominant in our feed than let's say two years ago. Uh, what LinkedIn did about 14 months ago. Um, and I don't know why, but until 14 months ago, if you would do one scroll session, it was impossible to find a second post from the same person. Even if you would scroll like 100 posts, there was never th- the same person again. Uh, I think to prevent this from the people that are, for example, creating eight posts a day to be more dominant in our, in our feed. And they stepped away from that. So uh, we noticed that we saw during a scroll, hey, that's the second post of this guy. Hey, that's his third uh, post this guy so i think people that produce viral content on a daily base they take a lot of the reach you know because average scroll session is somewhere between four, 12 and 16 posts depending on whether it's on laptop or on mobile uh, so that's one of the challenges we have in 2023 you know to make an impression the first 12 posts that people scroll on the feed and what we saw is that if you publish uh, some of the people might think, okay, you know, job done. I publish a post. Let's move on to my email, phone or meeting. But we've seen that if right before you publish, and let's say 10 minutes after you've published a post, you stick around and you start engaging with your feed, with your peers, with your influencers, that LinkedIn is rewarding this engagement that you give to others by giving you more reach to your own post. So. We had the six ingredients of a perfect post. And now we have the eight ingredients because we have added two ones. And one is like stick around for 10 minutes after you have published to engage because LinkedIn will reward you with an additional reach on your own post.
1: Can you share some of those others? So the, of the eight.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. They're, no, they're very, they're very easy. And we have them on a sheet in all our training. So it's very easy. Eight ingredients. So first have a scroll stopper. So people need to stop scrolling. So this could be like an awesome picture. This could be a different font. This could be, well, a selfie, but people need to stop scrolling. That's the first thing. Uh, second, uh, trigger the people in the first three lines. You know, you have the three lines, then people need to click on see more. If people click on see more dwell time increases. It's a positive signal to the algorithm that people are engaging already. So this first three lines, make it provocative, ask questions, make a bold statement, but make sure that people like, Hey, want to click on see more and that is about the length of the post now the impact of dwell time compared to last year has a bit decreased but still we always suggest have a minimum of eight to ten lines to up to 20 lines like somewhere between 1200 1600 characters so give people something relevant to read because as long as they're reading dwell time increases and again that's a positive signal to the algorithm um we have tagging uh, you know, tag people, tag companies when it's relevant for them. So, not only to give yourself more reach, like, hey, I'm going to tag a lot of peers in the hope that they comment, but to provide people a, a stage or to invite people to join a discussion because the post is about them or about their topic. Uh, and mind you, if you tag people and they don't respond, it's a negative influence on your reach because LinkedIn notifies them. And even though LinkedIn notifies them, if they don't make an effort to join LinkedIn, things like, hey, you tag the people we notify them yet they are not responding so you must have done something wrong so you get a a small penalty for that it's about hashtags now we somewhere between one and nine hashtag is always good it used to be three for many years or five but from one to nine it's the same impact still we also we always advise keep it short three to five hashtags um and then we have at the end um uh, I, I always said a call to action and I stepped away from that when I had, um, Ash rethought. He's an awesome storyteller guy, um, from, uh, from the UK. And he said, instead of a call to action, we need to have a call to think or a call to feel for our clients. And I really love that statement. So what is it that people need to feel after reading your post? What is it what I need to think?
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: that's what we want to have you now, instead of going into action, you, if you can make them feel about, their challenges, their pain points, and how you could help them, support them with that. That's where you want to be with your content. So those are more or less like the. Experience. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Forgot one. Uh, last one. Nurture your post. Mm. Um, so first ninety minutes extremely important. If you get comments, if you get questions, especially in the, in the first twenty four hours. But hey, we have a job to do. So the first hour, if you receive comments, jump in and respond to the comments because interaction on interaction accelerates uh, the growth of your post.
1: That's awesome. I'm curious. Often when I put out a post and I've got a lot of comments coming in, I start by liking the comment. If I'm busy or doing something else, I just quit. And then I go back maybe at night and comment on that.
0: Is there an impact on doing things that way? Not if you do a comment on a comment. So you can still do that. So you can because basically what I think you want to say to the people by liking them, like I've seen you, but I don't have the time. So I will jump back later in and then I write something. No. Yeah. If you want to help somebody in your network, let's say a client or a colleague or a peer in uh, providing them with more reach and you see a post of them. So you are going to comment on an article or on a post. Then the first action you take is included by the algorithm. The second isn't. So for example, if you see my post brand and you want to help richer to get more rich and you like and after like even instantly after liking you start commenting the comment has no impact anymore on the growth it's the like that counts so wow. um when we published it a lot of people even very close to me they, they respond and say like i need to change my habit because normally i like and then i start typing always that's how i do it I yeah have, you did it as well i never did I, it i never i have never i maybe i'm like the strange guy here but i if I see content, if I think, yeah, it's okay, I like. But if I think, wow, this is great, I don't like, I just comment. But apparently a lot of people go like and then write a comment. So yeah. the like is a signal that you give to the algorithm.
1: Okay, so so I call them algorithm points, which I know there's no real points, but it's how I kind of, uh, you yeah. know, I visualize it. So the comment has more points, right, than yeah, yeah, yeah. the the reaction is that correct?
0: Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And so if I comment first, and that's what LinkedIn, I guess it, it sees or uses, that really helps the author. Does it help me as well?
0: That's a good question. It depends on your comment because for example, if you have a great post about social selling and I dive in with a comment and the only thing I do is like great post Bryn, thanks for sharing. N- nothing. Then obviously I help you and get a more reach, but my network sees your post and they see my comment. LinkedIn now, I don't know if you've seen this. If you if you comment on a post that said, for example, has five hundred comments already, and you comment on a post, then LinkedIn to your networks, they show the original post, and the only comment that is highlighted is your comment. The other ones, they need to click on and see more comments. So if I would dive in on your content and say, Hey, Brent, those are three great trends in social selling 2023. But from my experience, there is a fourth and that is then obviously it would also increase my visibility amongst your network because I'm providing additional insights. Mm. And, and that's interesting because then we are talking about an engagement, uh, strategy, a common strategy. So I always say to people don't dive in with a comment and just go like thanks or Great share, love the article, but explain to people why. What are your takeaways? What are your additional insights? And and that obviously also has a positive impact on your brand.
1: Oh, I love that. Um, so one of the things I learned from you that I find absolutely fascinating is that we have a little control over who sees our stuff by the
0: way that we engage and with whom we engage.
1: Yeah. Can you share a yeah. little bit about that?
0: Yeah, so so um I think there's one slide in the research that uh, literally says how to build your own LinkedIn feed. Uh, and there are many ways how you can give uh, the algorithm or the LinkedIn search engine an idea on what kind of content and from what orders you wanna like. For example, if you make new connections, uh, all their posts and your posts will be shown to each other in the first two to three weeks. It depends a bit. But if I would met you today and we would connect the first two weeks, all the posts you're going to publish will be shown in my algorithm. It's like I'm in your inner circle just to like, Get to know each other now if i don't engage after two three weeks you're like excluded again and you go like 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 a ghost even you can publish but i will not see it anymore if i for some reason because i like your content engage you you will stay in that inner circle so it's very important if for example you go to a big event or for some reason you have a lot of new connections in just one week then the next two weeks you have some really cool uh, content because all your new connections will see that. Uh, Second, there are a few actions you can undertake to bring people back into your algorithm, which is uh, sending a direct message, uh, which is endorsing them for skills, which is liking, commenting, sharing their content. So even if you haven't seen somebody for quite a while in your feed, you can visit his or her profile. And if you see that they are publishing content, just go there and like or comment. And you will see that the next day, if the person publish content, he's back in your feed. Um, so those are all things how you can more or less uh, tell LinkedIn, like, okay, what kind of people do I want to be favored in my algorithm, in my feed?
1: So uh, I love that. So if I engage, let's say, with you three, four, five times, will you start to see my content now as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it works both ways. So you both can single-handed trigger... You can single handed trigger the algorithm. So if I go out and engage in your post, it means not only that I see more of you, but also that my next post will also be visible for you.
1: Yeah, I love that. To me, that's incredible, right? And I think we're totally underutilizing it. Now, one of the things, and, and correct me if I have the numbers wrong, but I think you had said, if you go out and engage three or five times before you post, and then three or five times after you post, the algorithm picks up your content more
0: yeah yeah so that's what i said in one of the ingredients we we now said we we have lost the number three five but we say stick around for 10 minutes and make sure you engage like comment on post just before you publish your own content and just after looking to up your linkedin game the social sales link team has you covered with our linkedin sales accelerator a guided social selling program that includes training coaching and so much more Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. And then then sees that you're not just like dropping in, publishing content and leaving directly, but you're there also to add value to the community. Oh, I love that.
1: Love that. Now, another thing, and I don't do this at all, And I think I probably should, but selfies deliver up to 25 times more reach. What is that about?
0: Yeah, it's, 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 it's stunning. And it's also a fact that I received a lot of DMs from people that said like, Richard, you, you lost your head. Like there's no way that LinkedIn can see that's a selfie. Uh, And they drew, it's not that the algorithm sees like, Hey, this is a selfie, but it's that people are responding more quickly with a like or a comment to a post where they can see the author, which most of the time is a selfie. So it's the human behavior that is responding to seeing a person in a picture. And then the engagement is what's triggering the algorithm. So it's not that if you publish a selfie, the algorithm knows, hey, this is a selfie, let's 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 go nuts. But it's because people value seeing other people. And uh, just before this, I had a, another call with a guy and he said, I'm an introvert. And he said, I, I know I need to put myself more like he wants to be a thought leader in his, um, in his uh, industry. So we discussed selfies and uh, I said, and also the personal content. I don't feel really comfortable. I said, it doesn't need to be personal, personal. You can just have like a book you have read. You know, I just read this book about my topic of, uh, of, of uh, knowledge and um, it's very interesting and these are my takeaways. And then he said, well, he said also because of my health, I started boxing. And it gives me all these great energy, great vibes. And I said, when are you going? He said, tonight with my boxing trainer. I said, I double dare you to make a picture of you in your boxing gear with your trainer, publish it tomorrow, and explain to people what it is that you get from boxing. The positive energy, a better health. And I'm, say, I'm sure it's going to be one of your best posts for this year because that's what people love. We, we are here to like read stories, which is a good thing, I think.
1: So, you know, that's, that's an awesome insight. Um, You know, a lot of people are like, well, this should be solely B2B content. Some people are primarily what was me content or uh, look at me content is there a good balance between personal and professional that you should be putting out there?
0: First of all, I don't know what people categorize as B2B content because I've never seen a building connecting with me and, and call me and say, Hey, we want to train. It's always the people in the building. Now it's always the people in the business. And you know, for sure <laughs> that sales is a, is a P2P people to people. It's not, it's not B2B it's people to people. So and one of the things, one of the advantages of personal content, including having you know a picture of yourself now and then, is that it creates trust, credibility, and it makes you more approachable. People see you, and in their head is a process like, okay, I've seen him now. I almost know him, so I might give him a call as well. Um, if you if you speak about ratio. That's very difficult to say because i have a few pillars in my content strategy they're also in the they're also based on the report so i do thought leadership content if i speak on an event i create posts about that um obviously you have the personal pillar personal content
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's for me that's the only pillar i cannot schedule so i cannot say like okay every week i'm going to create a personal post because. If I have a boring week, nothing happens. It's not I'm going to create a selfie just to have a selfie. you know. Right. So it's more like people need to recognize those moments in your private life that you go like, hey, this is a great experience what I'm having here. Let's take a picture and tell people why this is a great experience. So so I think on average, one out of eight, maybe if I need to give you a number one out of eight posts is personal. But it's not it's not scheduled because it happened. So it might be even two times a week if I have a great week and I want to share more personal stuff. But at the moment, I think the ratio is one out of eight poses more personal. It's less business related.
1: Got it. Okay, that's that's really good to know. So a couple of quick fire questions. We used to put the link to the the external link in comments, but now you're saying we can put it back into the body of the text, yes?
0: Uh, I have never said anything about where to put it. No, no. And people say, you told me to put the link in the comment. I've never done that. I, I also, I've never said like, Uh, don't put a link in your in your original body because if i publish links they are always in the original message i've i've almost never done it in the comments well that's not true i've I've done it to research it it, but yeah yeah to test it um that's interesting because i had a discussion with somebody from linkedin and i know there's also uh another linkedin trainer who had a post about debunking the myth that external links are penalized now first of all all independent research shows that posts with external links have less average reach than posts without a link so it's not only our research there is a tons of research that showed mm-hmm. it linkedin says it's not true linkedin says if people are on linkedin and they're scrolling they just don't want to click on a link they want to continue scrolling because they're networking they're looking what the network is about and they are not ready to go to your website and to be honest i think they have a point because if i look at my own behavior If I'm opening LinkedIn in the morning, I'm scrolling and I almost never click on a link because first I want to finish my scrolling and I want to look what my peers are doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think it's a combination. It's a combination because um, now if you click on a link, LinkedIn often gives you like a second page a white page saying, "Oh, oh, you're about to leave LinkedIn. Are you sure you want to leave? Which for me, it doesn't make sense. It's just like a next step. And probably 60, 70% goes like, oh, no, I didn't want to leave LinkedIn. And they go back so they don't lose their people. Well, those kind of tactics for me um, make it more clear that LinkedIn does not want us to leave the platform. So that they are penalizing external links. For me, it's still like I think it's true, but it's a combination indeed with the people that are there to spend time on LinkedIn, who are not willing to go to your website because they don't want to be sold anything. They don't want to fill in their details. Or the emails or whatever. So it's a combination, I guess. And you know, if you're um, convinced uh, about the added value of your link, about the need to have an external link in your post, I would just put it in the post because it, the, the comment it looks a bit like forced.
1: Okay. That yeah. Especially I agree.
0: especially 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 since they killed the pinned comment uh, feature because that was awesome when you could yeah they had
1: it up for like two months and then it was gone. I it had
0: doesn't... it a week. A week. I had it a week. Yeah, yeah. I got it. So it it was rolled well out on beta. And some of the people in my network they had it. Also, one guy in my company had it. And then it I had it for about
1: two months. Yeah.
0: Okay, I had it a week. And I started, you know, with indeed saying at the bottom, like, okay, see the link for more, but not not necessarily to drive traffic to my website, but more like, okay, this is the post, and here is an article to where you can get more information. So there are many strategical ways to use the Comment feature, and then one week later, I lost it and I thought it was only me. And then I saw, like, no, LinkedIn killed it. And well, because
1: they said no one was using it, they said no one was using it, but no one knew about it yet. It was so new.
0: No, no, no. First of all, it's a pinned comment for an author. So we both know 5% of the LinkedIn community is publishing content. So this is a feature that is not interesting at all for 95% of all the users because they're not publishing. So then we have the 5%. Then they give it only at random to a very small and then they say nobody's using it so that that didn't make sense for me I agree I was that was I was very sad about that um yeah. so avoid
1: commenting on your post for at least 10 minutes right like you
0: you post and your then own comment your own your own, own
1: comment avoid, yeah commenting on your
0: own post. It's a small penalty. It's the same for editing, but you know, if it's part of your strategy, if you want to make a post and, and 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 you want to have like six, seven of your own comments first, if it works for you, it works for you. The only thing that we saw is that LinkedIn is slightly giving you a penalty for commenting first on your post, probably because they are thinking you're manipulating the algorithm because you want to have the comments. But you know, I, I wouldn't be that um, don't focus about on it too. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. What
1: do you think about the first comment being your company page? So you put it out, you switch yeah. over to your company page, and now the it's first a, comment
0: a, wasn't you. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a great opportunity for company page admins, also to uh, value the effort that employees are putting out by by publishing content. Because if I'm a sales guy, I'm not very comfortable in, in publishing content, and you know, I just stepped over uh, the first hurdle and i publish a post and then i see that my company is saying hey great post richard i would feel honored i would feel hey, so it's a great um way for a company to value the efforts their employees are making it's also a great way to help them get more reach if it's done automatically then i'm against you know if it's done like okay we're going to automatically uh, comment on all the posts over employees then again it's it's not authentic but i think yeah, it's a great opportunity i love that okay
1: Last question, and then I'm going to ask you what I didn't ask you. But my last question for today is: video, native video, LinkedIn Live, or YouTube links out? What what's wow. performing? I, I,
0: again, it, it depends on your goal. Um, so you know that I didn't do a lot of video last year. My main post was carousel text post. Um, I started. Your my videos account, account this
1: year account. are phenomenal. So if you guys are listening, go check out Richard's videos this year on, in his activity on his profile. But
0: go ahead, sorry. Yeah, once a week, once a week, Couch talk with Richard, and they are native, uh, and and they are like a minute, minute thirty max, and just discussing one topic about social selling or LinkedIn or Sales Navigator, uh, and they they perform very well. I was really surprised by the number of views, but also the positive engagement I get on the videos. And again. I think in some cases, it's it's a very strong way of presenting yourself and your knowledge because people can see you, they can see you move, they can see you speak. It's different than written text um, LinkedIn live. We started now with a monthly LinkedIn live from a company page where we every time discuss one topic, sometimes with an external expert, and that works out fine. So I think LinkedIn Live is a great opportunity for people who want to be seen as a thought leader, but also for companies to get like more activity and more live engagement on their page. Yeah, and that is then there's YouTube. You know, if you, if you upload your content to YouTube and you, put on, you publish it on LinkedIn, yeah, it's, it's, it's been seen as an external link. So LinkedIn favors native video or Vimeo above YouTube. But on the other side, I would not underestimate the huge power of Google and YouTube for your indexation of your videos. So if people are Googling and they say video demo sales navigator, then your native content will not come up and your YouTube channel where you have a video will come up. So it's all about awareness. Like, okay, what is the goal of my video? And then you can do like all three have a place in your content strategy. Fabulous. This is great.
1: So... Um, before we start wrapping up, what didn't I ask you that I should have?
0: Oh boy, what didn't you ask me? What, uh, what I uh, I have no idea. Did, did you? No, I, w- Will there be a fifth time that we do the LinkedIn algorithm research?
1: Okay. Will there be another
0: algorithm research for 2023? I don't know yet. And I'm being <laughs> true. I don't know yet because we have done it four years now. And I've seen that, like I said, this year was again, successful. On the other hand, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of time. And I also seen, and this is this is something that is naturally happening, that more and more people are doing their own tests. And I'm very happy with that. More and more people go like, I've done my own test and I have enough. But I also received a lot of people that are making an effort to like devaluate the research while I'm not there to win a game. I'm just there. like, these are the facts. If you like them and if you think you can help them, Or they can help you like use it. If not, and you have other staff, be my be my guess. But I don't know if I want to have like all these kind of messages again. And it's almost like I feel like I have to um, defend myself. um, including people that send me emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including people that send me emails and said, like, as long as you don't open up on your research method, as long as you don't open up on your database. Um, we never know if it's true. And I go like, well, you know, and don't.
1: Um, fine. This is a service that you're offering for free for people. There is,
0: a, there, there is a very good Italian restaurant here in Valencia. It's really good. It has a Michelin star. And I, I went into the kitchen, I said to the chef, I want you, I want to have your best recipe. And he, he looked at me and he said, no, I, I mean, it's, it's more or less the same. No, I mean, we shared things, but, the way what? how we research it, the database we have, why would I share this with them? I mean, it doesn't make sense, but, you know.
1: And they don't have to follow it. They have a choice. You're not prescribing it. You're sharing. You're
0: not, it. It's not. It's People not are so
1: funny. Well, I have to say, I know from our community that we are incredibly grateful for the hard work that you've done and for the impact that you're making for LinkedIn authors and, and, uh, you are so you, you are held up so high in regard from all of us. So it's brilliant. And then we implement it and it works. So they don't like it. But but
0: but Brent, there you have a point because if I feel I need to defend myself, I just have like tons of clients like you have that have implemented some of the learnings and they all see an improvement in reach and engagement, even in conversion. So I said, you don't need to believe me. But ask the people who have implemented and see also what happens in my because a lot of people they dive in they go like Richard I've done this we did more carousels we did this we did, and we it has exploded so it's working so well it is a hundred percent working
1: and I appreciate all your efforts we A B test some things but you test so many things that it's fabulous so thank you for all that you do for the community for uh, it, I mean we really appreciate you and I'm sorry that there are other people out there that are just doubters because you're just, I really- trying, to,
0: you're just trying to convince me now to make it fifth. I see what you're doing there.
1: You'll You're but, going Yeah. Like, no,
0: Richard.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean you really, I believe you're the only one in the world doing this or at least publishing it and um, yeah. it makes such a huge impact. How can people engage with you, reach out to you? Do you have, How do they get the report?
0: Yeah. So first of all, um, believe it or not, but I'm on LinkedIn, Richard Vanderblom. I have a profile. People can follow me, can ring the bell on my profile. Uh, I'm uh, reaching almost 30,000 connections. So I'm going to be a bit more selective with who I'm accept as a connection because, you know, 30,000, the game's over um the algorithm report is in my featured section i think it's the first item in my featured section and if people have questions or if they have like any kind of request uh, i'm just one message away from them so
1: that's awesome and we have a forward which is socialsaleslink.com slash algo will go to your post cool so because it's just easier when we're talking with people because we reference you all the time Uh, And I want them to go to your post. So Richard, you have no idea. You have made my week, my month, my year, this I'm just so (laughs) grateful. That was easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it takes a lot actually, and and you're just amazing. And I know our listeners appreciate it. And I know we went a little over our normal time, but I'm so glad that we did because there was so much value in today Uh, So thanks so, so much. And for everyone listening, go follow Richard, check out the algorithm report. It will absolutely have a huge positive impact on your publishing, on your posting, on your engaging, and ultimately on your social selling. So thanks for joining us. And as always, when you're out and about, don't forget to make your sales social.
0: Thanks for listening and join us
1: again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher
0: and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com for more information.